Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I, I don't even know if welcome back. You've been listening for a while. This is part three of our centennial episode. Part three of episode 100 featuring our former co-host, Miss Erin Cooper. Woohoo! The other Erin. The other Erin returns. Yes, I'm so excited to be here with one of my best friends. Welcome back. Thank you. Congrats on the big one zero zero. I haven't <laughs> thought about it taking as long as it did to get to 100, but look at us go. Hey, it's it's many more than than most podcasters. No I'd kidding. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because a lot of podcasts started during 2020 and everyone was just like, oh, we should start a podcast. And then six episodes <laughs> later, they're like, yeah, this is too much work. Well, it's it's interesting. I'll you know, I since I work in radio, I'll be connected with, you know, several different people that work in entertainment, whether it is radio, whether it is artists kind of along those same lines and I'll look at their social media and either in their uh, link tree or in their actual bio, it will be listen to my podcast and I'll click it and I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's like, yeah, they haven't uploaded an episode in like two years. And I'm like, (laughs) do you still have this podcast? Is this this still a thing? (laughs) Was it intended to be a limited run? (laughs) (laughs) Was it a mini series? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Nashville Tour Stop means so much to me, and I will always do Nashville Tour Stop things. Well, for those of you who are new to the podcast listening, uh, Aaron Cooper was our co-host for probably 20 or 30 episodes, I'd say. You think think that's about right? Uh, Probably. Probably somewhere in that that window. Mm -hmm. I could have gone back and counted, but that would would have been too much effort. No. Math. (laughs) (laughs) But you helped get the podcast rejuvenated after I took a break when me and Mike Dunbar who uh, was part two of the 100th episode. Uh, after he and I took a break from doing it, me and you re- relaunched. And After you took a break from doing what we literally just described people doing, or you stopped yep. doing a podcast? Whip. I gave up. I gave up for a while. I got too busy. Oh. And then uh, you and I got into doing it again, the, the dynamic duo of Aaron and Aaron. Yes. We, uh, it's, it's my favorite dynamic duo to ever exist. Yes, me too. Sorry, Blake Lively and Ryan <clears throat> Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Why? I, there's, so, there's Ryan Gosling. There's so many Ryans. They're Ryan all hot. Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> my, uh, my idol. Yeah, no. Will you give the, the new listeners your, your background and uh, how you got involved with Tour Stop and what brought you to Nashville? Uh, I would love nothing more. So Tour Stop was really my first all-encompassing introduction to the local music scene in Nashville and it started before I even officially lived here mm-hmm. when I met you at a tour stop show yeah, before I even knew what Nashville tour stop was or what a writer's round was. Ooh, tell people how we met yes so again speaking back to the podcast pandemic days if we all remember that app clubhouse that uh I was fervishly on uh a couple of fellow entertainment people uh, that were in like a Nashville chat group had arranged to all meet up at your Nashville tour stop show. I want to say it was March or April of 2021. Okay. Um, And at that point I was still a news personality in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been a broadcaster for about eight years and I showed up to meet some people, not you. I wasn't supposed to meet you. And, uh, ended up meeting you, didn't realize it was your thing. Uh, but you came up to me and what did you say, Aaron? I said that I recognized you from Chattanooga news. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes no sense. Cause we're two hours outside of my viewing area. And that was also just hilarious because I, I never You're like, why would it. some dude in Nashville be watching the Chattanooga local news? And why were you? I wasn't. You're channel was on at my friend paul ivy's house oh my gosh and i remember what him i don't i don't know why he had it on but yeah he was watching chattanooga local news and i remember seeing you on on the air and then when i saw you at tour stuff i was like is that is that the girl from paul's tv (laughs) oh paul (laughs) ivy if you're listening i miss you um yeah, so that was wild. And then we talked about uh, my obsession with Hanson, mm-hmm. which you thought was very funny. And at this point, I hadn't announced it yet, but I had decided that I was going to leave news and mm-hmm. was actually seriously considering 
moving to Nashville to do what I so incredibly somehow ended up actually pulling off. (laughs) (laughs) More on that later. But yeah, uh, moved to Nashville, what? Three months later, mm-hmm. we stayed in touch. We became friends. And then when I moved here, we became closer. And you gave me a chance and, and hired me to help tell stories <laughs> of the artists that do the tour stop shows. And it's been one of the greatest gifts and opportunities I've ever had. And it's just, I'm so proud of it. For those of you listening, if you've ever seen our content on social media called Tour Stop Trendsetters, that was Aaron's baby. Yeah. That was your baby. Oh. You, you, I don't even remember who was the first episode, but it was Brandon Ellis. Was it Brandon? Yes. Because you shot those at Belcourt. Yes. It was the first Belcourt show I think I ever went to where we got the gif mm-hmm. of me dancing with the camera. <laughs> yep. I remember that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was right after, that was within three weeks of me moving here, I think you, in July. You jumped right into the deep end. Oh my gosh. It, I was so, I was, I was telling somebody the other night moving here and working with Tour Stop, I was overflowing with inspiration mm-hmm. for probably a year straight where I had so much inspiration, I didn't know what to do with it. I was journaling every day. I was looking for every story to tell. And you and Tour Stop played probably the biggest role and still do in, in all of that. Aww. Look at look at you gassing me up. It's the truth. That's I, one of the great things about our friendship dynamic is we love gassing the other up. Yes, we are <laughs> professional hype people. We, uh, yeah. We, we are, are professional hype people. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the most delightful thing about you is seeing you cheer on your friends at your shows where you've heard the songs hundreds of times, but they're bangers and you love them and you mm-hmm. love your friends. And your friends will consistently tell me, and I agree, that you will do anything for your friends. And that's, that's also what I admire about you. It's true. I use a, a, a saying is when people are like leaving a show, I'm like, oh, thanks for hanging out. You know, like if I can ever do anything for you, just let me know. Like... If it's booking shows or moving your couch, you know, I'm, I'm not strong, but I am available. <laughs> you are, you, you are strong and mighty, I'm, my dude. I'm not, I'm not that strong. Stronger than me. I got stick arms. I can bench press like the bar. I don't, how much does the bar weigh? I'm kidding. I can bench press more than the bar. Okay. The bar is 45 like, pounds. Okay. Oh, I, well, I certainly can't do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I, I started going to the gym to get, you know, swole. Yeah. Just kidding. I went to the gym so I could fit back into my skinny jeans. Hey, again, doing more than most people. <laughs> so look at you. I'm so happy you're back. I know. So you said you moved here after you left television. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first experience with work after uh, Tour Stop? What, what did you get into after you worked for us for a little while? <laughs> So, yeah, I I moved to Nashville to become uh, an entertainment, but primarily music storyteller. Um, I've always loved people and making people feel seen and heard and valued. And everybody has a story. And I love being a storyteller for storytellers and Mm -hmm. musicians are the best ones. So um, I came here with the pursuit of that and was going to take any opportunity to do that. And uh, around the same time, so a a few months after I'd been working with you, a lovely radio station called Hot 1067 found me through a One Direction DJ night nice. reel I had made because that is me in my true farm. Uh, and they were hiring and they were like, hey, we see you work in TV. Do you want to come work at the radio? And I immediately was like, heck yeah. And That's so cool. it was a dream come true because, you know, pop music and and that pop culture, that whole scene is, is everything. And to be able to do that in Music City, mm-hmm. insane. So It's not I, like you were offered a job to be a, a radio DJ in like Nowhereville, Oklahoma. Which e- even if I had, I mean, that still would have been incredible because mm-hmm. I just want to work in music. I always have. But to have it work out in the city I, I live in, I mean, but. But that was with you and just going out on my own every day, as I tell people, like, if you're passionate about something and you want to get paid to do it, you go out and any spare moment you have, you go out and you make content. Do it. You do it. And you do it for free on your own time for fun. And then maybe somebody will pick it up. So anyway, I, I started working weekends at six. I'm scratching my nose Aaron's on the mic. scratching his nose. Is that getting picked up? <laughs> it is getting picked up. <laughs> yep. We're getting all of it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> So I started working weekends at Hot 106.7 and sort of doing some of their events um, and artist interviews, which, again, my favorite part. 
And then uh, summer of 2022, June of 2022, I was uh, moved to weeknights and I was the weeknight jock and had Yay. my own show on air with Aaron, um, which has been my middle school Twitter handle since like 2011 or whatever. And you were in middle became, school in 2011? Uh, yeah, eighth Ugh. grade. Uh, yeah, 2010 to throughout 2011. Dating myself a little bit here. I w that was my senior year of high school. Stop. <laughs> yeah, freshman year was 2011 to 2012 for me. Gotcha. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, and then uh, re more recently, this pa a year later, uh, my station flipped to a country station, but only 80s, 90s, and like the first couple years of the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that is all we play. We're kind of frozen in time with what a lot of people refer to as the best country. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's one thing we can all agree on, especially in Nashville, I think it's that everybody loves eighties and nineties country. Everyone. Um, there's not a person who likes contemporary country music. Who's like, Oh no, nineties country sucked. Right. Everyone loves nineties country. Exactly. Um, so that was a huge learning experience and shift. Um, you know, everything kind of got turned upside down for a while because uh, I didn't know it was happening. But and that's also not your genre of expertise. Right. And I was like, all right, you know, my journalistic background was going to have to kick in. I was going to have to be like, all right, well, I can learn about things and I can learn about things very quickly and efficiently. So it's time to use those skills. So I'm always grateful to my news background for, all right, whip open the, <laughs> the internet and the books and let's go. Um, so with that, I, I got a promotion too. So I was, became the uh, assistant brand manager for y'all 106.7. That's right. Oh yeah. The station is y'all 106.7. <laughs> Yeehaw. Um, and so that's been really cool to get to build the brand from the ground up. Uh, we had Randy Travis launch the radio cool. station. Uh, he and his lovely wife, Mary are, are awesome. I've been lucky to spend a lot of time with them. Um, and he flies Southwest. They were at my gate not too long ago, just hanging out at the airport. Uh, we love a humble king. Um, and yeah, so we've been, we've been doing that. So in your years of radio and television, I know personally that you've gotten to meet some pretty incredible people, but without name dropping everyone, can you name drop a few? All right, I'll, I'll do my favorites. Um, first, the, the, the most iconic in terms of length and, you know, span of career, AJ McLean of mm -hmm. the Backstreet Boys. Uh, I got to interview him for Hot 106.7 uh, about a year ago. And he is just the coolest dude. So down to earth. He was down to do, he, he loves doing TikToks. And I, <laughs> I did a TikTok with him after our interview. And he nailed it. And then he was so excited. He then like went through and started showing me all the TikToks he's made. And That's I was funny. like, oh, oh. You're, you're literally sitting there just like, is AJ McLean just showing me his TikTok now? But the bet, the, what I will never forget, and this is one of those things that I will make my personality for the rest of my life, is he, he took a picture with me. I took a whatever. And before I even like started doing anything after he left, he posted on his Instagram story that he met me and like <laughs> tagged me. I literally screenshotted that and made it my phone background. You're like, one of the Backstreet Boys is excited about meeting me. I'm like, I am no one. You're AJ McLean of the Backstreet Boys. Uh, and then number two, just because it is, you know, the, the peak of my adoration for music growing up as a, as a teenager, interviewing. Louis Tomlinson, formerly of One Direction, when he was releasing his That's a pretty album. big one, too. And uh, he gave you the best compliment ever. This is going on my resume. And Aaron, take notes. If you want to get me a Christmas present, you can put this on a plaque. <laughs> Louis Tomlinson looked at me and told me I was the best interviewer he's had. Which is humongous coming from someone who's probably done a thousand radio interviews. Oh, um, all over the world. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. I just, I... I have no words. I'm just, yeah, almost pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming, crying, throwing up. All at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, those, those are probably my, my favorite uh, interactions and, and storytelling experiences I've had with artists in Top 40 just because of how much they've meant to me personally. So. That's so cool. <laughs> I, f I feel lucky that I got to meet you because you're oh. pretty famous now. 
Okay, first of all, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I feel lucky that uh, you, again, Tour Stop is such a catalyst for all of this. Um, I know I said this in a different episode, but I, t I tell people that I am a D minus celebrity. You know, like 60.1%. It's like, <laughs> I haven't failed. I was like, you're not failing. I haven't failed, but I've just barely not failed. But it's like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when the guy's like, you are the worst pirate I've ever heard of. He's like, oh, but you have heard of me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, you could probably walk into uh, numerous establishments in, in Nashville and, you know, you'll see people. Really, you know, at least one like, person who might know me. Yes, and that's awesome. It is nifty. Also, I, I all I can think about right now is for anyone that doesn't know us or anyone that is listening to this for like relatively the first time there is so much ass kissing of each other that's going <laughs> on in this right now but it's like real like it's not like we're i just i adore you so much and i will gas you up until <laughs> the end of time but i feel like there's so many podcasts where people just get on here and like make each other feel better about one another but like this is this is the best <laughs> kind of 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 what what's the word i'm looking for just ass kissing might just be it you know Brown nosing? I guess, but it's just, it's, it's true. I'm just. Because we're buddies. We're, we're friends. We're buds. So what's, what's, what's been going on in your life outside of work? What's going on in the world of Aaron Cooper? Oh gosh. The I mean, woman, not the radio personality. I, well, Aaron, we work in the music industry in Nashville. We don't do anything outside of work. I hate admitting it, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, oh my God. I had the, I had that exact thing happen to me the other day because someone, I was having like a really bad day with stress and everything. Aww. And my friend Caroline Delone sent me a text oh. and she's like, you should just do something that is just for you. Like, Something that is just for fun. It is not for anyone else. And it's not for tour stuff. It's not for work. And I, I like, I went to take a shower and I was just like, what, what, what do I be? do for what fun? What do I do for fun? That's not about like making the next step in the game. Pew, pew, pew. And I was just like, I don't know what I do. Like what I do to unwind at the end of the day or to like warm up into the day is watch TV, but that's not like doing something for me. <laughs> so I went and got a tattoo. <laughs> yes, and it's gorgeous. It is, I got uh... the uh, the like viney leaves here, and people keep asking what kind of leaves they ivy? are. And honestly, I don't really know. I just asked for vines. Oh and my gosh, leaves. I didn't realize how expansive. And oh yeah, it goes it, all the way from the top of my arm is, all the way around. How long did that take? Ends on my, it was about three hours. Oh my god! No, no, that's great content for an audio only podcast. But uh, <laughs> I walked into the tattoo parlor and. I like put my fist down on the counter. It's like, I would like a tattoo, please. <laughs> and the dude goes, okay, cool. What do you want? And I was like, I should have thought about that before I came to the tattoo parlor. And he goes, oh, okay. And then, then there was just that awkward silence about like, what do we do now? And I had just made the show posters for tour stop at the Nelson's Greenbrier distillery venue. And a bunch of their branding is like green leafy kind of vine looking stuff so i pulled out my phone i was like can you give me these these vines so i literally have the nelson's Greenbrier distillery vines on my arm so if anyone's <laughs> wondering why i have this tattoo it's because it was the most recent thing on my mind <laughs> uh two things first being so you didn't disassociate from work and do it just for nope. yourself because you literally I actually permanently associated something with work <laughs> Aaron Schild committing to the bit. He will work hard for you and your brand. Yeah. So now, it, like, whenever oh the contract God. renewal season starts, they're going to be like, so what have you done in the last two years that would be good for us to, like, tell the brand people about renewing a contract with you? I was like, well, I got your branding tattooed on my body forever. I, Period. T. <laughs> I cannot wait for that conversation to happen. Please let me know how that goes. <laughs> Oh my because when they had their grand opening for the distillery, like the, they did a huge remodel, they were giving away free tattoos. Like it was awesome. They had a sheet, just like the Friday the 13th sheets, except they were all like whiskey and Nashville related. And they had the Greenbrier leaves. And I signed my friend McKinsey up, who works there. 
and she was she was working at the event elsewhere she's like hey will you go sign my name up for the free tattoos so i said yeah sure so i went and signed her up number 41 and i was number 42 and i was in line behind her and they called her up and said all right that's the last one i was like are you fucking kidding me oh my god it's like and i looked her like dead in the eyes and it's like i signed you up that you should give me this oh my <laughs> and gosh. she gave me the finger and she's just like hey <laughs> <laughs> so what what would you have gotten? I would have still gotten these, but it wouldn't have been this big. Oh, I see. Like okay. they they had the one that was like two or three inches long that I was just gonna get on my like the underside of my forearm. Right. And then when I went to get the full greenery tattoo, uh, I just asked the dude to do it all the way to wrap around my arm because I've got all these other little tattoos that yeah. are just kind of like stamps, but I wanted to kind of start to tie it all together. And the artist named Matt Monroe at Dead Ahead Tattoo Company, shout out. Shout out. Um, he freehanded this, which I'm blown away by. Holy Yeah, he cow. freehanded it. So wait, meaning like he drew the he design? Drew the, he drew this on my arm. I've never seen that. So yep. he, there was no stencil? No, there was no stencil. He, he drew it on with a pen. Holy cow. And then he, well, yeah, so he drew it on with a pen and then traced the pen. But yeah, he freehanded the, the whole thing. That's It was awesome. incredible. It's a great tattoo. I'm a, I'm going to Vegas for a music festival and an event that I'm working um, in, gosh, two weeks from right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be getting, I think, two tattoos Ooh. in Vegas. What are you going to get? Excited. Uh, so I'm a hidden tattoo girly. I love tattoos, but I like them not to be seen unless I'm right. like in a bathing suit or something. And I'm going to get like a hand doing like the, the rock, rock and roll the hand. Rock, rock and roll sign um like black line work cool. um on my left rib cage area probably pretty small probably like i don't know two inches okay. tall two and a half um so i'm gonna get that on sunday after i go to the when we were young festival um but before that on the friday night i uh am hosting a show with my friend uh david michael frank who oh is, i know uh, david michael yes, frank he played tour stop he's uh he's awesome he's an incredible pop punk solo artist um an awesome dad awesome he's husband. going on a whole uh tour this fall yes that he has entirely mapped and orchestrated himself mm-hmm. he has rented venue like private venues i think he's got rented like 30 venues yeah it's, it's crazy insane. um he's so so cool so shout out to dmf he's he's awesome um so at his show, he's going to have, um, like, pop-up tattoos. Like, That's flash dope. tattoos. And so, because I'm working the show in my favorite genre in Vegas, I'm just going to so get a little... So, pl- you're going to his show in Las Vegas. Yeah. So, we, we put together a pre-When We Were Young Fest concert show party the Friday night before. Before the festival. And so, I'm emceeing it. He's performing. Sweet. We have some other people there, too. So... I'll get a tattoo at that party and then go to the <laughs> festival on Saturday and then get another tattoo on Sunday. So we should go get matching tattoos. But when me and you do it, what would we get? Oh, Aaron. It has to be <gasps> something. I have an idea. Something about we could queso. We could be A&E. Oh, my God. Like the network? Yeah. <laughs> just literally get the logo. Yeah. But... We should just get the logo and people are like, are you just big A&E fans? <laughs> You're like, no, this is like, that's an inside joke. What if we got like a triangular tortilla chip? Like dripping, no, like dripping, dripping queso. cheese. That That'd is something that we do. Yeah. <gasps> I think a funny story to tell would be the first time we hung out and we went to Rose Pepper. We probably told this story like 80 episodes ago. Yeah, but sounds about right. We could tell it again. So um, I forget why, what the purpose of us hanging out that time was, if it was just, just to, to hang me, out. Because I had just moved here. But we went to Rose Pepper over in East Nashville and had Marg's. And it started storming like so hard, so so hard. And I had parked really far away and you had on like nice, like clothes and stuff. And I was trying to be the nice, like, let me go get my car. I'll run to it and you can jump in mine so you don't have to get wet. Oh yeah, because I'd parked like super far away. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran to my car, slipped and slid on my butt down a hill <laughs> in my nice white converse. In the white absorbent converse. The white canvas converse slid down and just like caught the brunt of just a big brown puddle of mud with my beautiful white shoe. Aww. And 
like I was just covered in mud and water. <laughs> and I, I remember getting in my car just like, are you kidding me? The first time I hang out with this person and I drove up and you just look at me like, what happened? <laughs> oh, I get, I immediately start me. It's me. I start recording and I'm like, yep. la we're hysterically laughing. I, and I felt so bad for your shoes. You were also, I think you were wearing a Foo Fighters. I was wearing a Foo Fighters t-shirt and I was, I was like rung it oh, out. Yes, I rung, rung it out in front of you. <laughs> oh, man. oh, the old days, the old days, the old days. So what are going to, what's your plan for the new days? The new days. Wow, that was a weird way to say. What do you want to do now? Wait, I mean, that's like really meta. I like how you phrase that. Actually. The new days. So profound. <laughs> um, later this month, I will have started a new position at Ryman Hospitality and the Grand Ole Opry. And yeah. I will be a producer for a TV show at the Grand Ole Opry here that's in Nashville. Huge. That's pretty much like, that's the big leagues. Yes, I, I'm over the moon. You know, something about what I do being a broadcaster back when I worked in news and even now to keep progressing and climbing in the industry, it's, it's pretty much expected that you move all the time a lot like you're usually not in a place for more than like one to three years mm -hmm. until you have reached whatever point you want to stop and you don't feel like you need to move anymore um so but the, but being here and and working in music and that wanting to be what i do it, it to me it doesn't make sense to actively be trying to leave music city when there's so many stories here to tell with what i want to do so having this opportunity presented to me and kind of coming out of the thin air coming out of the sky is just incredible because um, I just moved into a new place here too and I would love to storytell for artists in Nashville for as long as possible and getting to do it you know at the Opry for the Opry is just so your origin crazy. story is tour stop and now you're at the Opry I mean you're dude literally <laughs> Aaron you're so cool yeah you're one of the first people who well not the first but one of the first people who's like from from kind of just any perspective, like you did tour stop and now you're at the Opry and we've had people Aww. who started it just playing the rounds and then we've had them like actually play. And you're just your person is probably like the closest to me mm -hmm. and like as a friend of like who's gotten to do that. And I just look at it I'm like, my friends are so cool. Uh, Aaron, uh, it's you. Uh, Gassing you up still. No, I know. But like you do you do so much for for the community. You've been doing things that, you know, other people in Nashville claim to be doing or doing on a certain scale, but you've been doing it for, you know, longer and, and all these things, you know, not to be like, Aaron is so much better than everyone, but like <laughs> you are, it's just so profound what you do for people here. And some of my first and, you know, closest friends I met through this. So I do want to comment on that because there are a ton of people doing similar things to what I do here. And I don't want to say it's disingenuous. Is that the right word? Disingenuous? Meaning like it's not like there genuine? are a lot of people who are doing it to, you know, like up their own artist career. I started a show so that I could network and meet people and look like the big dog on campus. And then I don't I'm not trying to do that. Like it used to be called Aaron Shilb's Nashville tour stop. And I took my name off of it because I was like, I don't really care. This isn't an ego trip for me. And I think that it's like the when I made it selfless, so to speak it made it better because yeah. I wasn't trying to also up the Aaron Schilb brand at the same time as the tour stop brand and try to raise them both at the same time. So I just left the Aaron Schilb brand on the shelf and just was like, let's put all of the effort into making this one thing that serves the community better. Well, also, I mean, for a while you took yourself out of playing. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you have put yourself back on and, and played more, but so many people would come to see you sing your funny songs and your incredible songs. And so, I mean, but, but you had bigger ideas and, and bigger things you wanted to accomplish. And that was a mental area that you just like, were like, okay, I'm going to conserve that so that I can put my energy elsewhere. And that's awesome. And I'm sure that wasn't easy, but yeah. So taking yourself off of the air to do a different position with television producing, uh, how do you feel about working in a, a new job position that you're not, you know, like a hundred percent, like well-versed in yet, like starting a new thing? Well, it's a, it's a really exciting opportunity because I, I just love learning and I love learning more pieces to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And 
I kind of have, whether it's been in TV and or radio, I have done most parts of a broadcast and now it's just going to be putting them all together, which is going to be very challenging and I'm going to, it's going to take me a minute to learn. Um, but I am not afraid of a challenge. I love to learn and, uh, I I'm patient with everybody but myself. So I'm probably going to be really hard on myself at first, <laughs> but that's, what's going to, that's what we do make me better. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. And the, the team over there has already just been so encouraging and, you know, believing in me and, and excited for, for me to take this on. And th that's like the best case scenario you can get walking into a, a new gig. Um, and I'm just, I don't know, I, I have such a great support system and everyone's been really excited for me. And I'm just, I, I couldn't do it without all the lovely people that I've come to know in, in this town specifically. I just, it, wow. So that's a great place to take a commercial break. So we'll come right back with the centennial episode of the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast, part three, featuring Aaron Cooper right here on the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of episode 100 featuring former co-host Miss Erin Cooper. Hi! How many parts are there? This is the third of three. Oh, wow! So... Finishing strong. <laughs> so, if, if you, the listeners, have listened to parts one and two, thank you so far. Um, if you have not, part one is featuring me. And the uh, the fans of Tour Stop. So we actually featured, I think it was about 30 people who sent wow. in voice memos of their favorite Tour Stop memories. Awesome. And then I got to send in a few of my own favorites. Yay! That was cute. And then uh, <laughs> so cute. part two was featuring our very original co-host named Mike Dunbar. So when we started talking about doing the 100th episode, I wanted to have everyone who's been involved with Tour Stop in some capacity come back and talk about life. Mm -hmm. And we got to do a lot of fun stuff when you were working for Tour Stop. You were making the Trendsetters videos and yeah. you were co-hosting the podcast and we just spent a lot of time together. We did. The there, best time ever. There was something magical about those days because it was like fresh out of COVID and it, it really was like, anything's possible. Well, truly, I mean, I, I, and I think it still is. I mean, when I moved here that, and it still is my motto, there are no rules and no one knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we didn't have any idea what we were doing, but we just, we click in such a way where we were just such fast friends and both very driven and, you know, similar mindsets about things. And it's been, it's and been never wonderful. one time did I ask you on a date. I immediately was just like, we need to work together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's one of the hardest parts about like Nashville that I've talked about on the podcast too, is like, like dating in the, the industry is hard because if something bad happens, like God forbid you don't want to date someone like that spreads like gossip travels in this yeah. town, like wildfire. Well, I think also, you know, again, I, my, my work is also my play. Like when I'm not working for something with music, I'm still going to shows mm -hmm. and hanging out socially and meeting people that way. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I also have, always had weird hours and so you also meet people that have weird hours and those people are also typically people that work in the industry that you do that have weird <laughs> hours so i mean it's, it's a vicious cycle it's a vicious cycle and it's it's inevitable i mean it, i i will date who i like i don't really care what they do or if they're in my quote-unquote industry or not if i like them and you know i'm i'm a professional person and you know i treat everybody with respect before, during, and after, you know, right. any dynamic changes. So, <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you have had crazy hours and everything, but that also dictates sometimes where you get to go hang out. So where are some of the favorite places that you actually enjoy hanging out in town? Ooh, let's see. Um... I love the Electric Jane. I have not actually gotten to go there yet. Oh, Aaron, it's so cool. So it's a Prince-inspired venue. Interesting. It's a restaurant. It's a bar. It's gorgeous. It's a, That's it's, the place that has the 
like really bright backlit stage, right? Yes. It's a gorgeous stage, phenomenal sound system. Um, I have been to several events and shows there and I have also like hosted some events, Mm -hmm. uh, there and it's, it's awesome. It's the, they have like teal velvet chairs. There's a lot of purple, which is why I love it, but it's, it's Prince inspired. So a Mm -hmm. lot of the drinks are inspired by his songs. The, the vibes are, they have a drink called the purple rain. I think they do. That would make sense. Yes. (laughs) And it is in fact purple. Um, Food is great. So I love the Electric Jane, whether it is for a show or just to go get dinner with somebody. They do great themed drag brunches as Mm -hmm. well. I went to a Harry Styles drag brunch there, which I was thriving. Um, Other than that, um, I love Condado. It's a. I've never heard of that. Yes, it's a Mexican place that's over um, in Capital View by Germantown. Okay. Um, Oh, I do know what you're talking about. They have great tacos, but I love their nachos and like their tortilla chips and mm-hmm. chorizo queso and great marg pitchers. So that's like, you've always been obsessed with nachos. Yes, it is my specialty. That's your, that's your comfort food. I genuinely eat not eat nachos probably once a week. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Do you have a favorite place to get nachos? Condado. Is that it? Yeah. That's the one. And Taco Mama, not Taco Mamacita, but no hate to Taco Mamacita. Love them. But Taco Mama over near Vandy's campus okay. uh, is a close second. Uh, I, they actually, I had them for the first time when I was in college in Tuscaloosa, it, Alabama, and then they put one here. So. Okay. So also near Vandy campus is a place called Satco, the San Antonio Taco Company. Have you ever been there? No, but now it's I need really to go. good. Okay. It's it's kind of it's like it's go there expecting college food. Okay. But it's good. Sacco. That's the colloquial name, but I'm ready. It's really good. So if you like Mexican flavored things, you'd love that. So Aaron, I w- I was telling you earlier that as as a journalist and as the usual interviewer, it's very interesting sitting here and having you ask me questions because I'm impulsively like, okay, now I need to ask you something and ask you something. Yeah. So, we've, we've been having this weird dynamic of like, do it now. Who's that? Who's that? Who asks the next one? <laughs> so I need to scratch that itch and I need to ask you some tour stop questions. Sure. Interview me right back. Oh, I'm ready. Um, okay. So not to be like, where do you see yourself in five years? Cause I hate that question, but like, Ooh, but will you ask that question and use that voice? but i'm gonna make the window like smaller so aaron where would you like to see nashville tour stop in a year like something that i want to work on is i want to figure out how to start doing like i want to i don't want to just be like i want to do festivals (laughs) but um i would like to start doing little like day like afternoon long like daytime things like like mini festivals where there's like little vendors and there's some music but I, I would like to eventually grow and to be able to have like the Nashville tour stop be a festival, a music Nashville festival. Nashville Fest stop. I think that would be really cool. Um, it would be really, it would be a ton of work and cost a ton of money, but I don't know anything about festival running. So I would like to learn how to start organizing small things like inside places like the, uh, the Oak Room at the Greenbrier Distillery is a new uh, event space they have there that's like really flexible with how they set things up. Right. So. I think it'd be fun to have little like artisan vendors come in and display their stuff and have it kind of be like a farmer's market, so to speak, but with less vegetables, <laughs> less vegetables. That yes. Uh, one thing that unless you are literally doing some sort of like health living festival, you don't need vegetables. Hard pass. Festival. Hard I want, pass. I want my loaded fries. I want my <laughs> pizza slices. I want my chicken tenders. Amen. I That'd want awesome. all of those things. That would be, I would love to do a Nashville Fest stop. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, that's, that's always been in the back of my mind. Um, the original like, iteration of Tour Stop was to take songwriters on the road and like, literally be the Nashville Tour Stop in your city, and we bring songwriter rounds there. So. Sick. Touring is something that I had started doing right before COVID. We had two shows. We did one in New York City and then one in my hometown in Columbia, Missouri. And those shows were really well received. And after COVID, 
everything reset and I sure. kind of had to reassess what I would wanted to do because I was kind of just desperate to make money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's another thing that I would like to get into is, and maybe I could put those hands together and make it be like a traveling show mm-hmm. or a, a traveling festival. Mm-hmm. And we could take the, the Nashville flavored foods and drinks and bring the Nashville music to your place because like, obviously like millions of people come to Nashville for tourism why not take Nashville to them for a day? I love that. I think that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I think those are two phenomenal and attainable things to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So along those same lines, if somebody were to walk in the store right now and offer Tour Stop an opportunity, like, we'll do this for you right now, what would that dream opportunity that someone... You know, I think if I had like the opportunity to do something like that, it probably would be doing some kind of street fair because I have always loved, I don't love going to like Bonnaroo, places Mm. that are 250,000 people. And I personally just get overwhelmed by the size of events like that. But like the Tomato Arts Festival and the Nashville Food and Wine Festivals, like things like that, the little local sized things they're a lot more manageable for me and i like i enjoy going to those mm-hmm. and i think that would be really cool to have stage set up outside there's food and drink and people just hanging out and having a good time rather than being like this is a music festival and here's the foo fighters even though if i could get the foo fighters okay, that'd no. be pretty sweet no nashville fest stop first headliner foo, foo fighters, fighters. <laughs> hell yeah the uh the the craziest thing was when I was in high school, or I think it, it might have been like my senior year, my freshman year oh, of college. I, I know what this is. I DM'd <laughs> the Foo Fighters Facebook page and I said, Hey, my friend dared me to DM you on Instagram. <laughs> what a high school thing and to said do. Uh, and said there's no way they'll respond. And then like not even like thirty seconds later, I got a DM back from the Foo Fighters that just said, Do you live in Los Angeles? <laughs> I bet you wish you did that day. I, I, I still now probably 15 years later, think about like, what if I had lived in Los Angeles? What would they, what, what idea did they well, if have? If I had said yes. Dave Grohl was going to meet you. Yeah. Would they just be like, you want to go eat tacos? Like, and like take a picture for your friend to prove not only did they DM you back. Probably. Tacos. Be like your friend, <laughs> this proves your friend wrong. And I think that would be really cool. But for a long time, the Foo Fighters had in there. Uh, bios for their social medias that said a uh, rock and roll band period will play any show for a million dollars and <laughs> like I bet they still would I, it's a ton of money i mean they're like Who one of the biggest it? rock bands in the world of all time part of like yeah at this point definitely all time but in my brain like when they play they're making like millions of dollars but you know it really might just be like no it costs a million dollars to put on a Foo fighter show Totally. I, uh, I got rejected by the, the Foo Fighters, actually, for Bonnaroo. <laughs> really? <laughs> talking about it. So I uh, sent out emails to a ton of the acts playing uh, Bonnaroo when I got press passes for mm-hmm. this last summer um, just to see who wanted to meet me in the press tent and do an interview. And I sent out a bunch of them. Um, I sent out this, this email to the Foo Fighters press team I explained who I was. I said that I grew up in Dave Grohl's hometown, that I, you know, have been a lifelong fan. I sent a picture of me at their 20th anniversary show on the 4th of July when Dave was in the throne. In the, the throne with his, his broken leg. leg. Yeah. And I, I was just like, if, if they have any time, you know, would love to catch up. Like, total long shot. Like, absolute long shot. I knew that nothing, no one's going to come, the food, come talk to this nobody. Like, no one's going to talk to me from the food fighters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you shoot your shot. I mean, because you really might send them a DM and they'll respond. Well, literally, yes, you are the (laughs) testament. And the first response I got from anyone was from the Foo Fighters. Fighters. And they said, the Foo Fighters will not be doing any interviews at Bonnaroo, but thank you for your interest. And I was like, at least they responded. At least least I know this email is active. And not many people can say they got rejected by the Foo Fighters. Not everyone so, can say they've been rejected by the Foo. Not anybody can. Not many people can say they've been contacted yes. by the Foo Fighters. So I look got, at us go. I'm so proud. Getting this rejected. is our. Is this our like you know seven degrees of separation? Yes. From Dave Grohl, except now it's just one. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
So anyway. if you could have any of those big extravagant things for yourself, like in the industry, what would you want to, to have happen? Oh my gosh. Um, well, like I said, I mean, I would love to stay based in Nashville in some capacity for as long as possible, mm -hmm. because I think this is just such a magical city. I think it is a true entertainment town with the glitz and the glamour and the magic, but not to the size and saturation and fakeness that right. so many people say that, you know, other entertainment towns like New York and LA possess. I've never been to LA, so mm -hmm. I can't say for myself. That's just what people from there have told me. Right. However, it's always been a dream for me to be a correspondent or host some sort of red carpet for a major award show. Let's um, let's call it now. Aaron and Aaron host the red carpet for the Grammys. I would love that. I let's would love, do it. <laughs> I would love to start with the VMAs because be cool I just too. I love the VMAs. I think the style is so fun. I think it's just a fun night. Like so many iconic pop culture moments happen at the VMAs. It's during the summer, you know. So I would love that. Would be like my first step. From That'd if I cool. were to do anything outside of Nashville, right? It would be I'd you want to be uh, what's what was the original? Ho oh, I think he still is the MC of American Idol. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Oh, you want to yeah. be Ryan Seacrest? He, he and Steve Irwin are my TV inspirations because uh, it's on air with Ryan, right? Yes, uh, I've always said Ryan Seacrest. If you're uh, listening to the Nashville Tour Stop podcast right now, uh, my username that I've had since like 2009, 10, 11, whatever. It's literally like one letter different than Ryan Seacrest's. <laughs> and if he ever comes after me or sues me, I will know I've made it because he feels threatened. <laughs> I'll sell by this my to brand. you for a photo and a handshake. I, <laughs> I will never, you know, I'm, I could never, ever, ever compare to the great Ryan Seacrest. He is such an incredible broadcaster. No, eventually, someone will have to fill his shoes. Oh my gosh. Some, uh, someone's got to no, be the. No, Ryan needs to be doing what he does forever because he's, because he's so good at it and he's a treasure. Ryan Seacrest. And he's one of the most beautiful people that has ever lived. He's awesome. He, he's such a hard worker, too. I, I've never met him personally, but he has done everything. I mean, under he's the sun. like a professional, like, he's just a professional host. Yeah. Like that's he, what I want to do. He, I don't, I, I mean, he's not a songwriter. He's not an actor. He started in radio. Really? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's from Atlanta, like the Georgia. I don't know if it's Atlanta, Atlanta, but he's from Georgia. So this could be your trajectory. You never know. Oh God. Uh, we're thinking positive. Sure. Why not? Maybe. Why not? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. So if you ever do decide you need a, a co-host for American Idol. You will be my Ryan Dunkelman, but you will not decide, eh, this isn't going anywhere and leave after the first season. And then it becomes the biggest reality show of all time. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold on to <laughs> you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to you and just be like, take me wherever you're going. And I'm going to do the same with you, my pal. <laughs> or if I do Nashville tour stop the festival with Foo Fighters, then you can MC with me. Fantastic. Handshake. Give me that backstage donk, interview. Donk. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, it's going to happen. Thank you for joining us. Miss Cooper. Thank you, Aaron. I, it was very funny. I feel like you started that very quietly. And it was almost at ASMR level, but. <laughs> we, could, we could just go. We could just, we could just, we could just go to the Nashville Tour Stop I love ASMR. Well, but anyway. <laughs> I can't hear ASMR. <laughs> That's true. You will not. They have visual ASMR, though. There's like, visual? Yes. Okay. I'm really into it. So, like, that's why I know, but like people do it on YouTube because mm -hmm. they do visual aspects of it. Like you'll watch somebody give like a massage or you'll gotcha. watch somebody do hair and like that. I watching it, that's I guess kind I guess. of, I get that. Like if uh, I think about it, like when I have the shower head hitting my, my head and everything, I'll close my eyes and it feels like television yeah, static. Yeah. 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 That, sensory thing is that what you're talking about yeah but that's that's more the feeling you so yeah that's the feeling you get from it but that's gotcha. because you felt it mm -hmm. right so i guess in, in like a visual way either like you can envision like oh i know what that feels like that's mm -hmm. very calming or just watching somebody else be relaxed can also gotcha. like relax you you know so, oh, that's anyway. interesting well yeah. interesting anyway. <laughs> interesting cap on the 100th episode with the nashville <laughs> asmr podcast but uh, Aaron, we, we know there's many wonderful things to come for your future. Oh, uh, will you. you give folks your plugs where they can follow you online? Absolutely. You can find me on all social media platforms at On Air with Aaron, and that's Aaron with a Y, E-R-Y-N. 
You can find us on A&E all the time. Oh, gosh. We do need a t- <laughs> Imagine us take, getting a TV show in A&E. That would be awesome. That would be great. A&E. It would be a ghost hunting show at haunted Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. A&E's newest, newest hot hit show <laughs> is with A&E investigating spooky Mexican restaurants. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> we'll be like, so do you think that rainbow-colored skeleton was a real person? Do you think that the sombrero was really part of his identity? Find out next week, 8, 7 Central, right here on Ghost Hunting with Aaron and Aaron. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on to the pod. Thank you for, thank you for helping me. get it back on its two feet. Many... Many episodes ago. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to the 100th episode of the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you. It has been so wonderful getting to do this. Can't wait for the next 100 episodes. We'll have to have you come back, and we'll have to, we'll have to split a picture of margaritas and then see what happens. I think that's what we have to do. we got to do a Marg episode. I think I'm it ready. would be great. <laughs> I'm ready. Thank you, Aaron. Well, y'all can follow us at Nashville Tour Stop on your social media platforms. You can find us on the web at NashvilleTourStop.com. We have live shows every week, everywhere, everything, all at once. Um, come to our Wednesday night residency at the Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. Yeah. I'm calling it the final stop. I love it there. Oh, it's, yeah. it's such a wonderful venue. We're excited to keep working there. Please do, though, give us a five-star review. Leave whatever it is that you want to say in that little episode description. If you hated it, tell us. I want to know that you hated it. I want to know I have haters. That'd be cool. <laughs> but uh remember to subscribe like share with your friends you know whatever it is social media words that was a wonderful thing to say social media media words but y'all please remember to tune in next week for episode 101 right here on the nashville tour stop podcast